We're holding by Malachim Aleph. We had Perik Hey Pasuk Yud. The Yishir was started as a Schosli Linishmas Yecheskel Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda. Should also be a Schosli Linishmas Rabbi Chiel Mechel Ben Asher Mechaim Elazar Ben Shem Shanariy, as well as a Schos for Fulshleima for Moshe Ben Miriam, Yosef Ben Achim Ben Chava, and Chaim Moshe Yeshua Ben Malka. So we saw last time that the level and the depth of knowledge that Shleima was granted by Hakadosh Baruch Hu was exceedingly great. So Pasuk Yud continues on that theme. Matir of Chachmas Shleima. Shleima's Chachma was so great that it surpassed. Then the Chachma that was uh, by all the people of the East, and we call Chachmas Mitzrayim, as well as all of the wisdom of Mitzrayim. So the Ralbach says that these two nations were well known in Shlomo's time for their respective knowledge. The Radak says, what was the knowledge of each of these nations? So the Bnei Kedem were experts in Mazolis. They were also familiar with the language of the birds. And Mitzrayim was the center of magic, the Chartumim. And the wizards lived in Mitzrayim and were expert there. Shlomo's Chachma surpassed even those two nations. The art scroll points out that obviously Shlomo's Chachma in Torah exceeded everyone else because that was the request that he made. He wanted to be able to judge Kla Yisrael and that, that meant getting a deeper understanding of Torah than anyone else. And so certainly if Hashem granted his wish, he gave him tremendous depths in Torah. But the Pasuk is telling you that even in Chachma HaTivi, Chachma Sativi, even in just general, natural world, knowledge of the, of, the, of the world and of how things work in the world, Shleimai's Chachma in those areas exceeded that of any of the other nations. Reb Tzadik points out that it wasn't just that Shleimai was able to take uh, good tips from the other nations in the world and that Shleimai was able to like uh, uh, pick up a, a, a good uh, a good vart or a good piece of advice. It's more than that, says Reb Tzadik. Shleimai took the Nitzayitze HaKedusha that were contained within the various Chachmas that were out there in the world. Most of it was not worth uh, uh, was not worth latching onto, but there were Nitzayitze HaKedusha within the Chachma that was out there and those pieces of knowledge Shleimai grabbed onto and Shleimai incorporated. The Medrish in Bamidbar Rabbah tells us Specifically, how Shlomai was wiser than Mitzrayim and how Shlomai outsmarted his father-in-law, Paranechai. When Shlomai wanted to build the base of Migdash, he sent a request to Paranechai, his father-in-law, requesting that he send workers, skilled workers, who could help with the building of the base of Migdash and that, they, and that uh, power would be paid for their services. So Shlomai insisted that they be paid, even though Parai would not necessarily want to uh, take uh, payment from his son-in-law because the Beis HaMikdash was being built for Hashem's Kavod. And so, uh, a person should be uh, prepared to honor Hashem even if it means giving up money. So Shlomo wanted to pay his father-in-law. Now, Paroi gathered his Chatumim, his wise men, his sorcerers, his wizards, to determine which Mitzrayim men would die that year. And he picked out from amongst the Mitzrayim, he sent Shlomo Everyone he sent to Shlomi, every one of the workers that he picked was someone who was going to die within the year. Why? He hoped to get workers comp that when these people died in, in, involved in the building of the base of English, he'd be able to get even more money from Shlomi. When the men reached Yerushalayim, Shlomi saw through Ruach HaKadosh that they were all going to die that year. So the Medrash says he sent them back to Paroi with Tachrichim, with the clothing that you bury a person in. And he sent them a message that maybe you didn't have enough Tachrichim in Mitzrayim 
and you need, and therefore you sent him to die to be buried in Yisrael. So here I'm sending them back to you with tachrichim to send a message to his father-in-law. I, I see what, what trick you're trying to pull on me. I see through it, and here you can have these men back. The Masar Nevi'im says that Parai was trying to accomplish something more sinister. He sent people who would die that year to try to stop the building of the Beis HaMikdash because he hoped that when people would, who were building the Beis HaMikdash would start dying, uh, the other people would not want to, the, the survivors would not want to continue work because this is the type of work that causes people to die. And so there would be a lack of available labor to continue and to complete the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So Shlomo's wisdom was greater than any other person, than this person, as well as the Haman, another person named Haman, the Chalkol, someone named Chalkol, the Darda, someone named Darda, who were children of Machov, and Shlomo's fame spread to all of the other nations surrounding him. Who are these four people, Eson, Haman, Chalkol, and Darda? So the Malbim says very simply, they were Chachamim, Gedolim, and Chartumim in Shlomo's time. And the Navi is just telling you that out of these four great or well-respected people, Shlomo's wisdom was greater than them. Rashi says that these four brothers were the four children of Zerach, the son of Yehuda. And even though Zerach, this is parents and Zerach, the twin, the younger twin, his children... These four names are mentioned in Divrei Ayamim. Eisan, Haman, Chalkal, and Dard are mentioned in Divrei Ayamim as the children of Zerach ben Yehuda, who would have been dead already for a few centuries. But nevertheless, their wisdom was apparently well known, and that's why the Navi compares Shlomo's wisdom to theirs. The Radak doesn't seem to like that shot because the Pasuk seems to divide them up, that Eisan was Hazrachi, was one, and then the other three were children of Bnei Machol, or, uh, and, and therefore they're not the children of Zerach, if the Pesach here calls them Bnei Machol. However, a defense of Rashi would be that Bnei Machol doesn't literally mean their father was Machol, but rather Bnei Machol, that they composed songs that were sung in the Beis Hamikdash, which caused people to dance, or which, uh, 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 right, which created singing and dancing. Um, the, this, they would seem to be two of the authors in Tehillim, Kapitel Peites and Peiches, which start Maskil Le'eson Ho'ezrachi and Maskil Le'eman Ho'ezrachi. The Redak and, and Rashi both say that these seem to be the same people. The Redak just says that these are other Levim who composed music, these Kapitel Tehillim, composed them for the Beis HaMikdash, not necessarily that they were Zerach, the son of Yehuda. Rashi also quotes the Medrish that these five terms really are describing different people. Asan is Avraham. He's called Asan because he was the powerful one, Ha'ezrachi. He emigrated to Israel from the east. Moshe is Haman, Haman from the word Neman. Moshe is Bechobesi Nemanu. Yosef is Chalkol because he provided for his brothers and for that generation. Darda is a contraction of the words Dardea, the Dar of the Midbar. And finally, Machol is the entire nation of Klai Yisrael, and they're called Machol because Hashem uh, was Meichel Klai Yisrael after the Chet Egal. So this is rather a hinted reference at these various people or groups of people.